On the 1st of February, my blog Jules Kitchen turned 11 years old. On the same day, we celebrated one year of this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent, and three years of Romula, the company that Tommaso and I created to officially work together, a commitment that anticipated our wedding vows. The name of our company, Romula, was inspired by Caterina Maria Romula di Lorenzo de' Medici, better known as Caterina de' Medici, which was an ambitious name for our company. Our mission is to work together to share our love for the Tuscan and Italian food, for authentic and genuine recipes. Caterina de' Medici looked like a good example for this. In between legend and reality, national pride and actual influences, it seems that the French culinary tradition owes to Caterina de' Medici the introduction of gelato, sorbets, zabaione, crepes, canard de l'orange, onion soup, forks, and even panties. All these celebrations brought as a result to a reflection on what is food for me. Before the new episode, I would love to thank you for the precious support and all the love you show us, sharing, reviewing, and trying the recipes we mention in each episode. I know you're super busy, so if you don't want to miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast, and share cooking with an Italian accent with your friends. If you like this show and you're listening to this podcast on an Apple device, please consider rating and reviewing the show. How to do it is very simple and straightforward. Open the podcast app, click on our podcast and scroll to the bottom of the podcast main page. There you can rate and review the show. This will help us enormously to be more visible so that new people can discover us and share the same passion for Italian food. Last but not least, remember that you will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in the episode show notes. And don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and I'm a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, juleskitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and you are listening to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 33. In Italy, we tend to use many English words in our everyday language, as they sound smart and often manage to communicate a comprehensive meaning which would be otherwise impossible to explain in such a concise way. Take food writing, for example, that defines a profession which is still new here in Italy and therefore it lacks a proper definition. When it comes to food, though, I cannot call it food with an English word, as the industry often does. I call it cibo, with the proper Italian word. I feel like I'm commercializing a term that is part of our social, cultural, historical and human fabric, transforming it into a trend. But food, food is not a passing fad for me. Food is an instrument of personal growth. After 11 years of blogging, a love born by staring a ciambellone on a kitchen stool with my mom, five cookbooks, a podcast, 
countless projects never launched or lost along the way, and numerous dreams kept among the pages of a notebook, I keep asking myself what is food for me. I haven't grown tired of writing recipes. For a while, I wondered if it was enough, if I wasn't dumping down a topic bigger than me. Then I realized that food is enough for itself, and at the same time, it crosses borders. When you talk about food, you touch history, culture, personal and shared memories, nutrition and creativity, sustainability and ecology. Through food, you implicitly talk about your choices, your values, your life. Food has been an instrument of personal growth and self-affirmation, a lens through which I could discover the external world and explore my inner universe, sometimes all the more complex and multifaceted. Food gave me strength when I thought my legs weren't steady enough to enter a room full of people without tipping. I would send forward a crostata, clutching it in my hands, the scent of butter and jam my weapon against shyness. Speaking about chocolate and Julia Roberts, I struck up a conversation with Laura that then became my best friend since the university years. The food blogs, the recipe books, the spice cabinet that I was slowly filling up with new ingredients, stirring a risotto once home from the office to clear my mind and rolling out fresh pasta on mom's tablecloth, the blue checkered plastic one. All this showed me a way when I felt lost. It gave a new meaning to my degree in communication and to the words of a professor that told us, if you choose this faculty, you will have the tools to invent your new job. Food revealed me I could be stubborn. It transformed the setbacks into moments of reflection and occasions to discover what was really important to me. Thanks to food, I found my place in the world, an identity and an extra bit of courage. Food is tradition. I cook according to the seasons. Christmas means panforte and ricciarelli, a carnival time, I fry rice fitters and cenci. In the summer, I can our tomato preserve. There is no one who forces me to do it. It is not a family or a customer request. I do not make it for the sake of Instagram. It is an inner urge, an almost physical need, a way to mark the passage of time and seasons. I better understood who I am through traditional recipes, those from Tuscany and those from Basilicata, where the southern branch of my family is from. On one side, the papa al pomodoro and my grandmother's lasagna. On the other hand, the meatball pasta bake and the calzoncelli. Now, I'm also weaving together Tommaso's traditions with mine to create our own way of celebrating and marking the passage of time. Every Easter, I wait for the almond paste lamb that his uncle brings us from Lecce. In the summer, I eat the ripe tomatoes from the garden with barley friselle. As I grew up, traditions grew with me, giving a new meaning to who I am in this precise moment of time. So food is an instrument of personal growth, food is tradition and food is discovery. There are moments when sitting with a new book I feel a thrill, the thrill of discovering something new, whether it is a new technique, a new recipe to make short cross pastry, a new author or a theory on nutrition. Books like Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat by Samin Nosrat or The Way We Eat Now by B. Wilson 
or the third plate by Dan Barber are words where I gladly get lost to find myself again. They help me to add elements to my cooking philosophy, to change my mind and I'm happy to do it, or to confirm something that I felt only in my guts. In these 11 years, I have attended food writing and food photography workshops, cooking and baking classes, courses dedicated to better understand the chemistry of cooking or photo editing. I studied how to better write about oneself, the use of Instagram and MailChimp. Each of these classes has enriched me, pushing me to research to improve myself. The work of food is a craftsman's job in which you progress with small steps, with perseverance, with a clear attention to beauty and detail. Craft is humble, more tangible than art, but it retains a human warmth, dedication and commitment. You move forward, getting your hands dirty, but also your apron and your clothes as far as I'm concerned. What is food for you? Does it have a special meaning or a value? Or is it more related to planning or enjoying? Is it a way to release your stress or to affirm yourself? Or both, as in my case. Word of the day. Learn the Italian language of food word after word. Every year, more than 200 people join our cooking classes. Speaking with them, I made a small dictionary of important words and pronunciations that can help you navigate through the immense world of Italian food. So, if you love Italian language as much as you love Italian cooking, these are a few words that can be useful for you. Today's word is cibo. I don't know why I waited so long to introduce this word. This is the concept around which revolves all our job, a big part of our lives. Cibo, C-I-B-O, cibo, means food, and as food, it has the most general meaning. The actual food you consume and eat, the philosophical and ethical concept behind it. Cibo, such a short word, with such a dense meaning. You'll find it called food often, even in our everyday language. When possible, I still prefer to call it cibo. This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. If you have questions about Italian and Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast, and share it with your friends. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode show notes. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. Ciao!